we really enjoy helping people through this. We want to demystify it. Too many people make it too difficult. Asset protection is not expensive and it's not that difficult. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another No BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. This is Javier Hinojo, your host of The Naked Truth About Real Estate Investing. And today, I got Garrett Sutton, an asset protection attorney. He has an easy button for your asset protection, right? People talk about, hey, do I set up an LLC? Do I not set up an LLC? What happens after I set up an LLC? How do I maintain it? What's a registered agent? You know, things like that. And he's going to talk about something, actually a law that just passed is going to take effect in 2022, which you have to listen. It is scary. It is crazy. I had no idea that this law was coming out. So you got to listen to the show and you will be shocked. Okay. And Garrett, you have uh, tons of experience. So I'm going to let you introduce Garrett Sutton to our audience. Well, thanks, Javier. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your audience. As you mentioned, I'm a corporate attorney. I live in Reno, Nevada. You can see the map behind me. And uh, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, went to the University of California at Berkeley, got a business degree, then went across the Bay to San Francisco to Hastings College of the Law, which is the University of California's law school in San Francisco. And I practiced in San Francisco and Washington, D.C. And You know, I spent all my summers up at Lake Tahoe and I'm a skier. So I moved to Reno and uh, have raised a family here and became very fortunate uh, to become associated with Robert Kiyosaki and his rich dad team. And we've traveled around not only the country, but around the world talking about the importance of financial education. Because as you know, Javier, they don't teach this in school. Unfortunately, you have to get this information on your own. And that's why I wrote the first book I've written was uh, Start Your Own Corporation. And uh, we do have it in Spanish for people who prefer that language. And I've written a total of 10 books with Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Advisor team. And my newest one is just coming out called Veil Not Fail. And I focus on legal issues, but Instead of using legal jargon and words that no one understands, I try and write in plain English. And I use stories to communicate the legal principles. And so people are able to understand these concepts through stories. I think that's a good way to go. And so I'm here in in Reno, Nevada. I was just, uh, my son just graduated from the University of Wyoming Law School last weekend. And so he's going to come in and be involved in the practice. So we're keeping it going. So All right, well, congratulations on your son graduating uh, with a law uh, degree from Wyoming. Fun fact about Wyoming, they have uh, bare knuckle fist fights and uh, it's, I think it's, it's legal over there. So I was in Wyoming <laughs> last year. That doesn't surprise me about Wyoming. Yeah, I was in Wyoming <laughs> last year and the guy's like, hey, you missed the, the fights. I'm like, what happened? They were bare knuckle fighting at the bars. I'm like, oh man, that was in- very interesting. So Right at the same time, people opened a lot of LLCs in Wyoming, Nevada, a lot of different places. And we can chat about that here uh, shortly. But when I was reading the, um, your bio and I said, okay, great. I got Garrett on my, on my show and asset protection attorney, you know, talk about corporate law or just in general. I'm like, 
oh, geez, this is going to be, uh, it might be very, very complicated to try to get some points across. And then you start hitting this. Hey, I make it in plain, very simple to understand. And also by stories, right? Which I think stories people really can grasp that and, and, and remember that because it's, it engages you. For me, I'm always like, hey, talk to me like if I'm three years old, right? Just try to explain to me like in very simple language. I'm not an extremely detailed person. So if you can just kind of just tell me how it works, then that's awesome. So I'm so glad you said that because uh, I was starting to get a little nervous. <laughs> no big words here. I'm not good at those anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect. So I, I want to just kind of jump in real quick, right? A lot of people talk about, hey, I'm going to start in a business or real estate. And like one of the first questions that ever pops up is like, okay, do I need to set up an entity, right? Corporation, S-Corp, LLC. There's just a million things to set up, right? And I know that it depends on how everybody's structured and how they're going to do their taxes. And it, it's got so much to do. And sometimes it's just very overwhelming and people spend so much time just trying to figure that out before they even try to go even get a real estate transaction going, right? Because I've seen people spend a lot of time over here trying to figure out the legal stuff right. and they don't even do a, a real estate transaction. So what do you, where do you stand on that, right? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I tell my clients to set up the entity when they know they're going to buy a piece of real estate. Right. I mean, you don't have to set one up three years before you buy a piece of real estate. I guess if you're going to build business credit, but that's a different issue. Typically, you're going to set up that entity once you're in contract. You've got 30 days, 45 days to close. That gives you enough time to set up the entity. And so, you know, at the start, you don't know what state you're going to invest in. If you're going to invest in Colorado, or Utah, you don't know which state to set up the entity in. So I prefer that people wait. Now, we always have a Wyoming LLC to own the title holding LLC. So it's a Colorado LLC. We have owned by a Wyoming LLC, and that gives you the good asset protection if you're sued from the outside. So you can set up the Wyoming because you're going to have at least one of those. But as far as setting up the entity when you don't know what state you're going to buy in, you don't know what month you're going to buy in, I would just wait until you're closer to the transaction. Sure. That's great advice, right? And, I, and I'm glad that I have a Wyoming LLC. That's my kind of my holding LLC that owns my properties, which is pretty cool. Definitely like Wyoming. And I'm glad how you mentioned that like you don't need to set everything up three years in advance because you can get something under contract or even, even if you're buying a commercial property, maybe even a, talking to the brokers and an LOI and then then you start your entity that you're going to actually purchase your real estate in. And it's very common that the name of the contract that you get the property under contract, it changes before you close, right? Because it's a new asset. It's like a new business, right? And it's very common. Yeah. And what you do is on that offer agreement, you say Javier and or assigns, meaning you can assign the contract to your LLC and close in the name of your LLC. You don't have to have the LLC set up. You don't even have to know the name. You just put your name and or assigns, A-S-S-I-G-N-S. -S that means you can assign the contract to the LLC when it's ready. Uh, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, we've done that in the past. I don't recommend this, but I was uh, buying a property, a single family house. I didn't have an LLC name. I just made one up and I got it under contract. And then I got my LLC three days later. So technically, I didn't really have an LLC. I don't recommend that, um, but I didn't know any better. Anyway. Well, you know, it, it's nice to have that LLC formed once you're closing. So you want to take title in the name of the LLC at closing. 
some states have a transfer fee where if you take title in your individual name and you know you want to transfer it to the LLC after closing, some states do have a transfer tax. The worst is Pennsylvania. There's a 2% transfer tax when you transfer from your name into the name of the LLC. So on a million dollar property, that's $20,000. So you really want to pay attention on the transfer tax in a, in a place like Pennsylvania. But most states say Javier is transferring to Javier's LLC. It's one and the same, and they're not going to charge you a transfer tax. Ah, perfect. So one of the other questions that I get all the time is, how do you not separate or, or what's business, what's not business? And looking at your book, right? Veil, not fail, right? In my, my thought process is, I don't know what exactly what it talks about, right? The book, but when I think about veil, I think about the corporate veil. I don't know. Maybe that's what you're trying to that's get to. What it's a, that's what it refers right? to. Make the sure that it doesn't veil. get pierced. It's, it stays, business stays business and personal stays personal in case somebody does sue you. Actually, not in case when they sue you, okay? When they sue you, you know, you're covered, right? So why don't we talk a little bit about that in your book and, and what sure. are you trying to tell everybody? Well, when you set up the entity, corporation or LLC, most people set up LLCs now because you can be taxed however you want, C-Corp, S-Corp, partnership. But when you set up the entity, you are protected. If someone sues, they have a claim against the LLC, but not you personally. Now, there are these things called corporate formalities, these ongoing requirements that you need to follow to stay protected. So you set up the entity for protection. And you have to follow these rules. If you don't follow the rules, they can pierce the veil. And what that means is that the corporation, the LLC, has this veil of protection, meaning the person suing you can't get through the veil to your personal assets. Well, if you don't follow these ongoing rules, they can pierce through the veil, the veil falls, and they can get at your personal assets. So we don't want that to happen. And a lot of people, Javier, will set up their entities online and they don't know that they have these ongoing requirements. You know, no one ever told them that they had to do minutes. They had to have separate bank accounts. They had to follow all these rules. And so that's why I wrote Veil Not Fail, because this is one of the most overlooked areas of asset protection. People don't know they have to follow these rules and their veil is pierced. And instead of having business or LLC protection, they lose everything. And how often do you think they pierce the corporate veil in cases? Any oh, guesses? I'm going to say nine out of 10 times. I don't know. It, it's 50%, which oh, means wow. a lot of people are not following these rules. Half the time, people are having their veil pierced and losing their personal assets. So it's really an important topic. And so that's why it's my latest book. All right. And um, I know you showed us another book, Start Your Own Corporation. Start Your Own Corporation, right. right. So on that one right there, what's going to be the difference between those two books? Well, Start Your Own Corporation covers, you know, all the basic topics about a corporation or an LLC, how to form it, what states to form it in, how to do joint ventures, how to deal with stockholders, a little bit on how, how to raise money. So it's kind of a broader book on the issue of corporations and LLCs. And then Veil Not Fail is specifically about following the corporate formalities so you stay protected. It's just, it's its own book topic. All right, that's definitely uh, gonna be something I'm gonna be looking into that book, okay? So I gotta make sure that I'm crossing all my T's and dotting all my I's. Now, 
I'm a big easy button person, right? You know, you've seen those commercials, you click the easy button, make stuff easy. I don't have any tattoos, but if I had a tattoo, it'd be of an easy button. <laughs> I really enjoy easy buttons. So what kind of easy button or as easy as you can do, do you provide, right? For your clients, for potential clients, like what do you do to make their life easier? Because in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, stockholders, minutes, reports and meetings and logging everything down. Like, oh my God, I'm just thinking to myself, this is going to be for me. I need an easy button. So what do you do? Well, I like the idea of the easy button. That's what we're trying to do here. First of all, at the start, we provide a free 15-minute consultation with a paralegal to talk about how we could help you, what our prices are, and you know, just so you can feel comfortable with us. And you go to corporatedirect.com and you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation and just see if, if we click with you, each other. Then we provide an affordable fee, a flat fee to set up the articles, the operating agreement, the minutes. We issue the stock certificates. If you don't do that and the IRS comes calling, that's a big no-no. A lot of these online promoters never do the stock certificates and that can create problems for you. So we've set up everything for you. It's all ready to go. And then on the back end, we do... The second version of the easy button, which is we'll help you do the corporate minutes, we'll be your registered agent in any of the 50 states, and we'll be on top of you to make sure you're following these corporate formalities, because as, as we've said, it's really important to do so. Perfect. So that was my next question, you, and you hit it, you, you talked about it, right? Okay, great. We set it up, but now you have this ongoing, right? You have like a, you got to file for an annual return every year, right? Sometimes they'll ask you for a certificate of good standing or a certified certificate of incorporation or depends on your lender or what kind of transaction you're trying to do. And you still have meetings, you still have this, you still have a couple other items that I've seen people own real estate with their LLC and they don't renew their LLC and their LLC goes like, it disappears. Like it says dissolved on their website. Like yeah. you got $10 million of real estate and it says dissolved, <laughs> you know, like, can I technically go and get it under my name. Now it's mine. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that or not, but I really like the fact that you, you kind of continue on the second step because that's where a lot of people forget. They set it up and then they forget they still got to maintain that. Well, and there's one more thing coming, Javier. They're, the federal government now wants to know who the owners of every corporation and LLC are. And it's called the Corporate Transparency Act. And it's going to affect 90% of all LLC and corporate owners. And you've got to file this every year. It hasn't started yet, but they're working really? on the regulations. And if you don't file it, you can go to prison for two years. So this is really important. I don't like the law. I don't think the government needs this information. I think you're creating a database for someone to hack and find out all sorts of information about all of us. But if it's the law, we're going to help our clients get through it. So that's another obligation that is coming our way next year. Wow. I did not know that. That is actually- No uh, one knows about it. They're, that they're is actually to very, very shocking to me Yeah, because Visa gets hacked, right? I mean, shoot. And we know we don't have the best technology in our government. You know, We definitely don't. It always goes to the lowest bidder. So what guarantees do I have that somebody's not going to hack and get all my information, all my LLCs that I own, sell that somewhere, and then you're a target for somebody to sue you because- they see what assets you have. That is definitely not good. It's not good. not good. And every time you have to fill out this report, you should write a letter to your congressman saying, get rid of this law. It is not a good law. The, the idea is that they're helping 
to stop money laundering. But, you know, money laundering, first of all, isn't that big an issue. And the IRS and the banks can cover this. They don't need all our information. Like you say, Javier, this is going to create one big database that someone's going to hack and use the information against us. So they're trying to grab 99.99% of everybody's information to catch that 0.1%er. Right. Right. That's that's terrible. Yep. That is just terrible. So during this Um, election season, when you're talking to someone running for Congress, say, are you going to repeal the Corporate Transparency Act? And I guarantee most of these candidates don't even know what it is. Wow. Well, that kind of brought me, was going to bring me to my other question before we started talking about this was what was the importance of having a registered agent, right? Because people talk about, you always see an LLC, like the, the, the principles, a person to put it together or a registered agent. Because usually when you search an LLC, you want to get in contact with that person owner, you reach out to the registered agent. So so tell me about a registered agent and how actually well, the registered agent, you know, it, it's a good law. I mean, you know, imagine trying to find someone in the state of Texas, right? I mean, you'd have to go everywhere to try and find this person. Instead, each state says, look, a corporation or an LLC is going to have someone at a fixed address that represents the company. And if someone's suing, if the government is sending a notice, They can go to the Secretary of State's website and find out where to deliver that information. So it's it's a good idea. Now, what happens is so many people don't pay their registered agent and the registered agent resigns. And so when someone's trying to sue you, they go to the registered agent's address and the registered agent says, well, you know, they didn't pay the fee, so we resigned. And so what happens next is the person suing you, their process server goes back to the court and says, look, we tried to sue them, but they weren't there. Their registered agent didn't accept service of process because they didn't pay them. What happens next is the judge goes, okay, you tried to serve them. Now you get to publish notice in the newspaper of this lawsuit. And it's in this big a type. No one's ever going to see that information. And then the person goes back to the court and says, your honor, We publish notice in the newspaper. They didn't respond. And what happens next is the judge gives the person suing you a default judgment, meaning you've lost, right? You, they weren't able to serve you. They couldn't find you. They published notice in the newspaper. You didn't respond. And all of a sudden you've lost the case. So having a registered agent is really important. It's not expensive. We provide the service in all 50 states. If one of our clients gets sued, we notify them immediately of this lawsuit because you've only got 30 days to answer. You've got to get an attorney and get an answer on file. So the registered agent provides a really important function. Yeah, for sure. And also they can register. um, And if somebody looks up an LLC and and, uh, they can just see the registered agent and they don't see your name. You know, so you don't have to be your own registered agent. Then they kind of see who owns the LLC. Well, the other thing about the registered agent is if you travel, if you list your home address and you're not open nine to five, you know, they can come serve you and you're not there. And then they can go and get the default judgment. So it's important to have an independent registered agent. Oh, for sure. Wow. That's some really good nuggets. Uh, How to set up, you know, set up your LLC, your, your corporate structure the right way. Then you still have to maintain it. Right. And then just in case something happens, right, make sure you have the registered agent that's always active. That's going to take that mail, that letter, maybe that IRS 
letter saying, hey, you, you filed late and you owe $1,000. I just got one of those. I, I got one of those. And, uh, you know, got it from, you know, from a registered agent. Like, oh, shoot. Like, dang, okay. I guess the IRS is going to find you. Yep. Um, but it's good because then you don't, you don't miss out on something like that. And, right. Uh, it's important to get these kind of government notices and litigation notices in a timely manner because it, it manner. If, if you don't respond, there are consequences. Yeah. So uh, if somebody needs a consultation, it's corporatedirect.com. 15-minute yep. free consultation with one of your paralegals, and they can talk about price, about what their needs are, et cetera. That's definitely a no-brainer for you guys out there that's listening to the show that are being contemplating, still buying properties in your name. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Stop doing that, please. And, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, it's not that expensive, guys. People think it's super expensive. It really is not, right? It, what will be expensive is if you do it the wrong way and you get sued. Okay. That'll be really, really expensive. So Garrett, I appreciate you being on the show. And this actually brings me to the best part. We're not quite over, but I'm going to bring up the best part of the show. I think you're the first attorney that I have. We talk about asset protection, things like that, that I've had on this show, uh, or I believe I had another attorney, but he buys real estate. Well, I'm sure I'm not sure if you buy real estate or not. But I do. Okay, perfect. But we talked about buying real estate. So this is called the Naked Truth Roulette. There's three random questions I'm going to ask. And it's got nothing to do with real estate, Garrett. So I'm going to give you one pass. Okay. You get one right. pass. You get one fifth. You can plead the fifth one time. And after that, we cannot let you pass. All okay. right. So here we go. So here we go. Question number one for Garrett out of Nevada from all the way from California. Let's see what we got. And let's see if we get a tough one from the very beginning. And we did. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. All right, Garrett. So if you could take any celebrity on a date, you know, living or not living, alive or, or, or maybe they're not alive anymore, who would it be? Wow. I keep thinking of Joan of Arc. Oh, okay. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's a great uh, a world figure. And uh, she definitely did a lot back in the, I, got, I forgot what, the Middle Ages, some point somewhere around there. <laughs> We remember her just from the pictures, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sure she'd be an interesting lady. That's not bad. Eh? Definitely celebrity, right? Same as celebrity. Yep. All right. That's a good one. Well, you know, uh, you didn't pick a one that was alive. So I don't know if there's uh, somebody out there listening to this. Like, okay. All right. Let's talk about this next question for Garrett. All right. What is your favorite food? You know, I, I love lamb. Uh, lamb. Okay. Lamb is and, my and, favorite. In any particular way? You know, off the grill. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Yep. Lamb. That's the first time I was to get lamb. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Here we go. Last question for Garrett here. Let's see what we got for our last question. Okay. All right. You got to meet somebody in an elevator for a five-minute pitch. What do you do? You can only do one of these two things. Do you brush your teeth or do you brush your hair? Let me pick well, one. Well, given that I brush my teeth. You brush your teeth. Yeah. All right. All right. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Garrett, thank you so much for being a, a grace board and surviving the naked truth of roulette. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. And I usually do this because I have a lot of guests on here. We got some guests that they own tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate. And we all think that we're just these people that are out of this world, but people don't realize we're just normal people like, like them, right? We're just, we're all just the same. And I appreciate you answering these questions. So now everybody got a chance to meet you a little more personal on a personal level. So I appreciate that. Well, good. And, you know, feel free to give the office a call that, you know, talk to our paralegals. Uh, we, we're open for new clients. We, we really 
enjoy helping people through this. And we, we want to demystify it. Too many people make it too difficult. Asset protection is not expensive and it's not that difficult. You want people to think it's difficult. You want to say to people, oh gosh, I have so many entities and everything's difficult, but it really isn't that difficult. And we want to put up for you as many roadblocks and barriers because we live in a litigious society. And if you hold assets in your individual name, you are that much bigger of a target. Uh, that is true. Uh, I was in, uh, I think, three lawsuits last year. So it happens, yeah. right? If you're in, especially if you're in real estate, right? There's going to be some kind of litigation. You have assets. They're coming of, after yeah, you. Some kind of lawsuit. Yep. Yep. For sure. So corporatedirect.com, that's going to be the best way, easiest way for somebody to book an appointment. Yeah. You can also go 800-600-1760. That's our 800 number. 800-600-1760. All right. 1760. Perfect. Garrett, well, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for answering those questions on the roulette and for having an easy button for asset protection. And I'll let you use that. Feel free. Next interview you do. So I like that. An easy button for asset protection. And uh, that is definitely, definitely a plus for me. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Javier. Great being with you. All right. I am your host, Javier. Don't lose your shirt. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. 